Hey, thanks for tuning in to this bonus episode recording of Ask a Black Woman, the podcast with your girl Chanel with a mouthpiece. Hey, um, while you guys have all been locked in, I hope you guys tuned in to the four part uh, series called Self Made on Netflix this weekend. Yeah, I yes, I was one of the many who locked in. There were a lot of watch parties online and I wasn't part of one of the watch parties. I just stayed up late and went through the whole thing. I had no intention of it, but I got so engrossed in it. So, um, spoiler alert, if you have not watched it, you might not want to listen to this podcast recording. But for those who have, I want to put my two pence, my two cents on what I got from self-made. Now, there have been um, quite a bit of commentary in regards to the actual factual regarding uh, Madam C.J. Walker herself, her daughter, as well as um, Annie Malone, which they turned it around and said uh, was Addie Malone. And there might have been some legal situation behind it. But there's a lot of debate and disdain um, because of the way facts were spun around. Now, my confession is, listen, y'all the scholars, uh, the only thing I knew about Madam C.J. Walker was that she was the first black female uh, millionaire and specifically based off of hair care. But I did not know the depths of her story like that. And, um, but apparently most of y'all did because y'all took to the internets and y'all went completely in your world, all these beautiful, um, detailed, um, monologue, epilogue, dialogue, and blogs. And that is not where I'm coming from. I found the, um, movie to be very informative, even if it wasn't, um, all truth. And here's my point about that before I go into what I'm here for. It, um, it was inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker, right? So for me, it was about getting the inspiration. Now, I do know and we all know um, how when things are taken from the books, which are nonfiction, like Malcolm X, for example, um, even uh, if you um, watch the series called Queen Sugar, um, if you read the novel like I did, the characters and all their stories are definitely off base, but it doesn't take away from the essence and the message of what these um, televised um, renditions of the stories are doing. And that's what I'm here to talk about. The inspiration and the lessons of the self-made series now on Netflix. Please go watch it if you haven't, but let's get into what I'm here for. I'm here to discuss the lessons on the money and the honey. <laughs> yes, let's talk about the money. Here are the lessons that I wrote down. Here we go. People really buy your story, authenticity, before your product. So in the movie, you know, um, she went out there in the market square with all the rest of the, the women um, that washed the clothes and stuff or whatever. And she sold the product based on her upbringing. She talked about being um, the first child born into uh, to freedom. Um, from, you know, from parents that were slaves and how the product she, you know, her product, she was balding and losing hair and how 
after using the product she grew her hair back she got a better man than the one she had before and this was stuff that all the women washers could relate to and so madam cj walker she saw that was the loophole in addy the character addy selling her product she was um she had a different angle she was going to sell based off of people's fantasy and that's a selling um method as well but madam cj walker couldn't sell the fantasy she was very aware of that and she you could sell your product based off of story authenticity uh, because in a world where people have a plethora of things to like everybody essentially is selling the same product but what sets you apart and we all have a different story and so there is a niche and a market that will literally buy into you and be like yo what a t-shirt yo yo what 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 a hair product get yo 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 what what a cd at so that kind of thing number two i learned and emphasized and i know this but now i really understand it entrepreneurs take huge risks they will spend their last dime to make it work, right? So in the in the series, she had a little dispute with her husband that was played by uh, Bear Blair Underwood. By the way, um, let's big shout out, gotta say, Sister Octavia Spencer did a phenomenal job playing the lead as Madam C.J. Walker. But anyway, um, there was a point where she wanted to put up their house to uh, to uh, float float the business, and he was like so against it, and he was mad that she had already went and got their lawyer friend to you know start getting the paperwork ready and so but we've seen this before right we do know um that uh, matthew knows beyonce's father um he basically had them downsized like they they house they couldn't they big old house so their lifestyle was um what can i say sacrifice they were used to living a certain way because he was so he believed so much in what they were doing to get that girl's uh, music career off the uh, ground the same thing that we saw in the um michael jackson series uh when um lawrence hilton jacobs played joe jackson we saw that here they were living hand to mouth and he would take the little money that he earned from the the, the factories or whatever and he was buying all new uh, music equipment, instruments and stuff. And Catherine was having a heart attack like, fool, like we got to eat. And he like, listen, we got to get these instruments. So we see that there's something about the entrepreneurial spirit or when you they have this knowing they have this knowing that if I just ooh, if I just put it, if I invest, if I put it in here, I just know it's going to work. And that was what she exhibited. Um, here's the other thing. A successful person like herself, most of them are visionary and they are about legacy building. So the visionary part is like she could literally see the future, right? She literally could see her products on shelves. She really could see um, it going further. There were parts where when she was going back and forth with her husband, and he was like, this just isn't enough. We're doing fine. Like this house ain't big enough. It, this ain't enough for you. And she was like, no, like she saw bigger. She really saw bigger. She would always compare herself to Rockefeller. She was like, why can't I? And so the vision, she had a vision that went beyond the immediate circumstance. And she had all the reason to be content where she was being that she came from nothing she was dirt poor 
you know, and had been washing. But she was like, I'm not going back to washing. So the vision was, I'm not going back to washing nobody's clothes. So she was visionary. She saw the future. She chased that future with all her might. But the legacy building. So part of the vision was, listen, like she was getting it to a place. She really wanted her daughter to um, be able to take over the family business there. You know, her heart was like she couldn't understand her daughter just moved different. Um, was also ahead of her time in a lot of ways the way they portrayed her daughter's story and um, she really wanted the legacy to be carried on beyond her she wanted that setup that was very important so I think that if you're in business do you have the end in mind basically visionary people legacy building people have the end in mind and it goes beyond them because she was also part of franchising and trying to get uh, she had sales agents, but she had visions of them opening their own businesses uh, under her brand, of course. But being that they could do well for themselves and their families beyond just selling for her. And so that was a part of legacy building. She sacrificed at the end and didn't go with the contract to put it on, uh, put it in the I think it was called the Saunders stores or whatever and she she was visionary but she really fought with whether or not to move forward with it because it it would take away from the ladies who wanted to still be a part of legacy and to prosper okay she also again part of being visionary and legend legacy building is expansion she wasn't afraid to expand she outgrew being able to make this stuff in her home she outgrew being able to do hair at her house she wasn't afraid to expand and when her daughter you know she listened to big ideas and expansion so if you were small-minded she wasn't really trying to entertain you when her daughter decided hey i want to go to harm she just could not get harlem out of her mind she let her daughter go open it up and the dark tower became huge it became huge in Harlem. And so it was that's how she opened her mind and ended up having to sit down with the guy at the five and dime and to expand the business. So that's number four expansion. She also had a business hero or mentor mentor. So it shows that she lived right next door to Rockefeller. She had always uh, kind of pseudo had him as a pseudo business hero in her mind and so you can have a mentor or business hero even if you don't really like there there is a place for you to definitely have one to guide you along in your business but even having someone that you follow in our in our world you know you can get their 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 actual books their audio books follow them on social media and go to their conferences and get their knowledge so she understood and had someone to look up to um that had exceeded where she where she currently was to keep her on track and that also lets you know how possible it is so get getting the tool knowing that you don't know it all and having someone that you can follow was important she studied her perspective investors so whenever she wanted to um get somebody to believe and to promote her or get her in the door whenever she approached them she knew what they did what they what they did so uh when she met uh certain people at the uh, booker t washington had 
um, you know, the Daniel conference, which was only the black men in the audience and stuff. But when she was meeting people, met his wife, she knew what the wife did, what, what organizations they were a part of. She was always prepared. So when you're going into um, different places and spaces, have an idea of who's going to be in the building, right? To So that when you get to them, knowing how to convert, have conversation and communication is not all about us having our agenda and talking about ourselves, but people are definitely take notice when you ask about them and when you know about them, particularly in advance. So that you can start genuine conversation. Madam C.J. Walker knew the importance of knowing other people's story. She also knew her her target customer, a.k.a. her avatar. So again, we see, you know, how she started selling in the market square um, to other women washers, right? So she knew that was her avatar. She knew that that was her base customer base. And she um, knew how to market towards them. So there was this point where her husband uh, wanted to make a Walker girl and the Walker girl did not look like her customer base. And she wrestled with that and ended up shucking it at, um, at, at, after all. But she knew that. So we have to if you're going to be in business, you have to know who you're selling to. Like we the reality is, is that. We, we can't be all things for all people. And if you do get sales outside of your customer target, that's a bonus. But it helps you to hone in your your marketing and and and, and your resources like you don't have all money for all people either. Right. I'm just I'm just listen. I hope y'all being blessed by this. I got this road down. Let's continue. She was clear on the strengths and weaknesses of her staff and she positioned them accordingly uh-huh right um she knew what her husband was good and wasn't good at she could sniff out character in um her um son-in-law right and she knew where to position she I, she had him on basic janitorial duty she didn't trust him so she wasn't gonna have him running the books or nothing like that right um her husband everybody pretty much pitched in because in especially in the beginning it was all hands on deck but it seems like madam cj definitely had a handle on and she knew what her daughter was good and wasn't good in that she knew her daughter was more on the I would say more leisurely artsy type or whatever. And so her daughter had no problem going up to uh, going to the doors and talking to people. You know, you will see Tiffany Haddish is the one who played her daughter. She would go up to the door to the door and she wasn't afraid to. There was no hesitation. Hey, my mama's got this product. Da, 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 da. So she knew where to put people in and let them shine in those um, positions. She also introduced new products and services once she dominated her main line so her first product was uh the the growth product okay and that was her main line but there was some time that passed before she started doing uh introducing the other products and i think that speaks um you know to us no matter what your thing is you might not even be an entrepreneur but mastering the one thing being known for the one thing having your niche is very key uh, because you know think about this when your name is brought up in conversation out when you're not around 
what do people automatically think of now that could be your character (laughs) that could be your disposition but it could also be what are you good at right so as you begin to begin self-development you know this locked in season for us is a is a good time to think about what it what your quote-unquote your brand is your brand is is what are you known for and to we're all good at many things but don't forget to make the main thing the main thing and when you master that here's the thing once people see that you deliver a certain product very well once you you do it uh, you could do it in your sleep basically you do build up a trust for people to try everything so i mean there were many years before mcdonald's started doing the mcrib <laughs> like you know and all this other stuff that they do that's questionable but for the longest it was just the hamburger and the cheeseburger baby and they did that they did a billion serve before they started dabbling off into this other stuff all right let's let's keep it pushing she was direct and clear in her meetings on what she wanted she knew how to speak for herself when she was sitting with the um the um the the black woman and man um um in heart in new york for the first time wanting to get her um stuff in the five and dime stores you could see she was bubbling at the surface to cut to the chase beyond the small talk she did engage the wife a little bit but she didn't stumble when it was time when she felt let me go ahead and and speak on what i'm here for right um at the um the booker t washington the business conference um she didn't now there may have been some struggle on the honey side about her not allowing her husband to go or seeing the opportunity for her husband to get her in the door um but for the purpose of this the the money side that i'm discussing i want to point out the fact that um she was very articulate and knew how to speak for herself about what she required and what the needs were and how it could benefit everybody so when she came to the table yes she was talking about hey if you invest in me my business will grow but this is a reciprocity here if i prosper you prosper so she was able to articulate but also give the pros for both parties involved very key when you're talking business or negotiating she knew how to appeal and then get real when she approached um the little lady society headed by booker t's wife um she um you know gave them the the cordial again she knew um about the wife a little bit about the background and then she went for the ask so there's a very popular book called jab jab right hook by gary v gary vaynerchuk and the jabs are like you tapping tapping in right so you don't always just go with the go with the cold sale you have to basically warm up your audience a bit or whatever and you you know and you position yourself so she jab jabbed and then like listen so can you you know um go in there and speak to your husband get me up there and then the the wife was like yo i don't dabble in my husband's affairs or whatever and then she got real you know she will get real about what that looks like you know us being separate and not being able to sit at the table and ask for what we want as if we're non-existent as if we don't support so knowing how to walk knowing when to speak um looks like she had that mastered here's the last thing she never wavered from her principles her principles 
And she was willing to lose people to live in her integrity. She was willing to live in her integrity, right? Principles are things that don't change, right? Principles are truths. Principles are like characters. Like an A in America is an A in France. It's an A in Timbuktu, okay? Um, That's what she was. She was the same throughout, whether that was to her detriment or not. Um, she didn't waver from her principles. Um, and she was willing to lose people who did not um, live the same way. And the people who were uh, the closest to her or that she stuck by to the end were the ones who uh, were uh, in her integrity. And unfortunately, you know, it wasn't her husband in the end. That was very sad, which is a good segue to the... Um, the honey side so stay tuned for my next segment as we talk about honey all right thanks for listening to this second segment we're going to talk about madam's Honey, we're going to talk about the love and the relationship dynamic. Um, So we're talking about a woman who was becoming a millionaire in the 1920s, right? And so what was a, a black woman's station position in the in the world, but moreover in America? right coming out of absolute slavery right and so we see that the expectation what was interesting to me that i didn't know was you know booker t washington was all about black men first he didn't see uh them moving ahead as a unit he saw that black men had to be on top he was a part of that train of thought And so we see the truth of the matter. So even though we're looking at Booker T. Washington, because he's one of our um, heroes um, in in our history uh, and there's talk around, you know, my gosh, we can bash him. But the truth of the matter is, is that that it that was and still is um, in a lot of ways um, um, that uh, black men think about black women. And it's a shame because it pits us against one another. Um, so you get this very driven woman who is, who has, who's found her purpose and, um, she did, she, but before she really, really honed, found her purpose, she had found love. And, um, how does that line up when you find love before purpose? I'm gonna let that sit. Black women. I am guilty of finding purpose after and trying to chase it after um, in my own uh, marriage. So um, I saw, I remember when, you know, that scene when she was getting up to go to a meeting or something like that. And Blair wanted her to get back in the bed to continue having some good old marital fun. Amen. And, you know, she would like let him smack that booty a little bit, you know, but 
but she's like, I got to go. When purpose calls, listen, you will you will jump out that bed. And uh, I I used to, I remember that I re- I related to this on so many levels. I remember um, at one point when um, I was acting in a- actual acting in theater and um, early on back in the day. And uh, I was managing a bank at the time. And so I would either have rehearsals in the evening or I would have to study my script outside of rehearsal hours. So uh, I might not cook that night. I would just want to come home and get straight into the script. Well, my we were newlyweds. And I remember my husband, at first he would try to sweet talk me like um, Blair Underwood would. Um, baby, come on, let's go to bed. It'd be like 10, 11 o'clock at night. And I should be tired, but I was invigorated and I wanted to get my lines down. And like, baby, I'm coming. And then I remember one time he was like, you need to be in the bed with your husband right now. Like that, I remember that. And I remember feeling, I don't know. I just, seeing where the butting of the heads was coming and how this was, I just... I didn't understand or know how to um, make my purpose work in my marriage because he met me when I wasn't on purpose with my art. And I think that's very, very key. Uh, Not to say that it doesn't work. I'm pretty sure there are millions of stories out there, but I'm one of the people that can relate to it not working because of that um well that being definitely a point of contention in my marriage there were there was a other big reason (laughs) that it didn't work but um so I saw that and I can relate to that so finding purpose before marriage is the optimum way to go ladies like I would not be wanting to um I mean and think of how unfair that it may seem to your husband that you know all of a sudden like I thought you was a stay-at-home mom and that you had no interest in doing you know being a corporate lady and all of a sudden you want to go back to school when we've been rock rocking like this for the last 10-15 years and and all of a sudden you're not happy with this like it's a disruption to the flow so um imagine that and yeah so I just want to show you how the honey was the money was interrupting the honey let's talk about another aspect let's talk about the uh, the dynamic specifically about um male the maleness the ego the pride you'll see garrett morgan's um character he plays blair underwood's father so her she plays madam cj walker's father-in-law and they're you know no one's perfect so you'll see uh the father-in-law try to save his um his uh, save his son from ruining his marriage by stepping out on her um but at the same time he also says tell uh gets in his head about um her him working for his wife oof and i believe i think that her husband definitely struggled like i think he really did believe in her um to a certain degree there was definitely a um a boundary on that um but i think because he had influence from specifically his dad and what he looked did he look like a man in the eyes of his dad i really believe that influenced him heavily and how he began to regard his wife as she continued to thrive no different than 
mr in the color purple um uh, being that he had his dad was so much harder on him um but what did it mean when if he didn't have a handle on his woman and that was very very big uh particularly in that time i think for black men to be having a sense of control and power coming out of slavery is still fresh and they were um in the middle of reconstruction and all of that then they were going to jim crow and all. and so we still see some of it today but i think when we go back to that era i just feel like it was magnified so um again i see a core uh, a similarity in my old marriage as well i uh remember uh, my ex-husband's aunts um uh, specifically um you know when i they would get wind of our ends being tight and i was the one um that had the full-time salary job and um my husband would here's here's something he would forego a haircut he like it, he'd be like baby you know if we're gonna be tightening up stuff i can't have you you know not having your hair done and stuff you manage a bank or whatever woo, woo, woo. and so i don't he i felt like he was definitely still a mama's boy and all of that and so somehow his um aunt got wind of it and she um sent him a check <laughs> in the mail and i saw the check and it was made payable to him um but in the corner it was like this is for you to take care of yourself and i was like what is that about it like <sighs> and so i think there was some pushback on him not being a leader perceived being perceived as a leader in our home and i think it played into him too because i remember my husband being like like my biggest fan at one point but as i began to pursue it very um, seriously and for there to be some progress in it and some traction um it was the dynamic the push and the pull because he had all this rah 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 coming from um older people um that might not necessarily be wise they're giving their advice from a place of hurt or a place of um i would say i don't know they're just i would just to give the benefit of the doubt um from the best that they know how and sometimes it's not rooted um in I would say the best of that party because everybody's relationship is different. Um, finally, um, I definitely, so we talked about the male part of it all, but I definitely want to speak on um, like the fi- one of the final scenes when uh, Blair comes to the house and he tries to beg for her to come back. And... I just knew I could see in in Madeline C.J. Walker's eyes. I knew that she was done. And I remember, I know what it feels like to be done. And she said, I love you. But, um, and I'm paraphrasing. I hope I said this right. But she was like, you never go back to what um, hurt you. Something along those lines. And the moment that she said no to him, he called her out her name just that quick and i i i jumped up in the bed when i saw that i said my god if that wasn't the same thing that my ex-husband did to me 
in one moment, in one breath, that man was, I love you, I love you, I love you. But when I told him that I could not go on, I was every name in the book. It's like if, it was like, it's it's really an ego thing. It was really an ego thing. <laughs> like, I remember that. If, I, I think that um, part of keeping a woman of power and purpose um, makes them look good and feel good about himself. It's like it make in one breath, but also makes them um, question their manhood. They, I think, it will forever be a dance between that and Madam C.J. Walker, as did myself, knew um, that this man wasn't mature or ready for that type of dynamic, and it would not change. And so, she was willing to cut her loss, as did I. And I think there was so much truth in um, that script and showing that that man could literally turn tail and call out her name as if they had not been in the deepest of love and had built uh, built built this company together. And my ex-husband did me the exact same way. So, um, yeah, um, it was sad. But I feel like despite all of the... Um, things that people said were absolute lies about the life of Madam C.J. Walker, that there was a lot of lot of inspiration and lesson in it. And I think that's that was the thing to get from this uh, this series. Um, I thank you if you listen to the rest of this. Um, I learned so much and I hope that you learned. Um, please, please feel free to leave a message or a comment about what you learned what you learned we i don't want to debate about the actual factuals about it but i do think there's a lot of room for discussion about what did we learn from this um television production all right peace and uh, get yourself made on you feel me all right Hey, and while I'm at it, specifically on this self-made inspired uh, bonus episode of Ask a Black Woman, I want to let you know what I started to do on my Instagram for askablackwoman.show. I started something called hashtag buy from black women. Just my way of doing um, um, highlighting um, small businesses that are heavily impacted by COVID-19. So throughout the coming weeks, I will be specifically promoting black women businesses. And so I like to tag on to this particular episode. Um, there would be royalty creations, AKA the crochet queen. My girl Trixis, Rochelle Jones is she be putting it down on some hair out here in Los Angeles area. She's based out of Pasadena and Mo- uh, Monrovia primarily. Um, And her shop, because of the new Safer at Home, they closed salons and hers was one of them that had to close. So, of course, my sis is impacted on an economics um, uh, situation, finances. And so she is selling products. I'm telling you, you guys need to head on over. And she is promoting something called the royalty creations hair food box the royalties royalty creations hair food box is $40 but that box will include her special formulated hair food oil 
TLC Moisturizer Detangler and her Royal Tea Rinse. Okay, um, go ahead and look up or follow her um, on Instagram, and it is called Royalty World and the Number One. Go to at Royalty World and the Number One to follow Royalty Creations. And if you want to support a Black woman business who definitely was impacted by COVID nineteen, she is a salon, a professional salon um, stylist, okay, and owner. And she is affected by that. If you want to support and get your hair products, we still want to keep our hair maintained, ladies. Please head over to, if you're on Instagram, at royalty and the number one. And um, she has multiple ways to pay her as well. You can cash app her and Venmo her or PayPal her. But all that information is on her, um, her Instagram and if you don't do the Instagram, then you can go follow her on her um, Linktree um, website. And that is linktr.ee forward slash royalty creations. All one word. So linktr.ee forward slash royalty creations. All right. Be blessed and be a blessing. Peace. Support. Buy from black women. That is the hashtag. Hashtag buy from black women. Specifically, since we're talking about Madam CJ Walker, let's continue to help our women, um, black women thrive and become self-made. Peace.